Welcome to Everything Is Up, a podcast about the real-life stories of people who have created extraordinary levels of success. These are conversations with people who are constantly striving to take things to the next level. And now, here's your host. Hey, Cameron. Hey, how are you? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm really excited. Well, it's an honor. I don't feel like I'm uh, worthy, but (laughs) hey, so we're going to keep it pretty casual. Um, And literally, I'm you're going to get opportunity to talk about your business. Um, And then what we do, I don't know if Carlene explained, we really market our market for you, um, but we're also going to help market your market. So she'll work on the connections with LinkedIn and things like that so that we're connected enough to be able to do all that for you. Okay. Cool. Perfect. All right. Okay. So just relax. It's just going to be me and you talking and we've known each other a long time. So it'll be fun. Okay. (laughs) All right. I'm going to get us started. Um, So welcome to Everything is Up, the podcast that discusses and talks to our high level achieving business owners, CEOs, entrepreneurs. And with me today, joining me as my guest is Cameron Heydrich. Um, Cameron, thank you so much for being on the show today and uh, spending a little bit of time with me talking about Wash My Windows. Um, This is exciting. I've known you a really long time. So um, just to give everybody a little bit of background here, when Cameron first came out of high school, right? And going into college, he came down from Wichita, stayed with us for a little bit and um, worked for me in the balloon building. And I would love to take credit. No, I can't, but I would love to take credit (laughs) that that's where you got the entrepreneur bug from. But talk to me a little bit about what prompted you to jump from the rat race hamster wheel of being an employee into being this very successful business owner in the Wichita, Kansas area um, with Wash My Windows? Yeah. Yeah. So while I was in Texas, I I met some other folks down there and uh, got involved into um, a multi-level marketing organization that kind of really opened my eyes to business in general and just kind of the, um, you know, to get out of just kind of the day to day job kind of situation. Um, and with kind of the networking there, um, some of the folks, we decided to, to jump into the window cleaning because there's some networks through different people that we knew there that were doing window cleaning just uh, kind of on the side or whatever. So me and a buddy, um, decided to kind of encourage each other and help each other out, you know, be a team and, and jumped out into doing that part-time. And then it turned into full-time, decided to quit our jobs. Um, which timing wasn't perfect because we quit our jobs like January 1st. And when you're doing a service-based company that is outdoors, it's not the best timing to, <laughs> to quit in the dead of winter. So that was, uh, that first winter was, was, uh, pretty rough. We were, um, out there scrambling, but, um, so after having like the taste of being your own boss and then, you know, there was other times where I, um, kind of was working from other people again. And I was like, man, this is, I after having kind of bit by the entrepreneurship, it's hard to, hard to get back. Um, I guess under somebody else's tutelage per se. 
but uh, kind of I, I like that freedom, um, which is kind of a double-edged sword in some ways. So <laughs> I can I can attest, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good, or good and bad. Sometimes you're your worst employee, and you know it's like you suck, you're fired. Come on, <laughs> right? Out of our own way and let our employees do the best work that we hired them to do. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm the worst, really. I am. Yeah. I'm my my own bottleneck for for sure most of the yeah. time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I know when you were here, I know um, you kind of got started here. I know you met Aaron. Uh, Well, you knew Aaron. Uh, Let let me back up. You and Aaron were high school sweethearts, right? Yeah. Well, we knew. Yeah. Because I met her at church back in Wichita and uh, we didn't start actually dating until I was living down there. Um, And so it was kind of, we had a long distance relationship, even though we're from the same town. So um, we, yeah, we ended up getting married. And so she moved down to Texas and then we had our first son, Caden, and we were both kind of getting homesick from there and missing family because our family's there and my family's there. So we decided to move back to Wichita and we actually started from scratch again after a couple of years of, of doing the windows down there. And my partner kind of took over that down there. And then I started from scratch again back yeah. to Wichita. So, yeah. So talk to me a little bit about your family. I know you are happily married and you guys have been married now 14 years. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be uh 15 this, this year. So in 2023. So yeah, that's kind of crazy, but yeah, we've got um, six kids now. So we've had Caden and Sam. Um, I think the first four were all about a year and a half apart. So it was, uh, we had a lot of littles running around. So it was a little, <laughs> a little crazy. So and, uh, I still joke around, which is not really a joke because I'm sure, but Aaron is probably busier and does more work than I do uh, for sure. So, cause we also homeschool. And, uh, so yeah, it's, it's very busy around here. Yeah. Super busy. Six all. So Caden, Caden's 13 now. 13. Okay. So crazy. Yeah. So now you have a teenager and Sam's coming right up behind him. Yep. Um, that's mm-hmm. going to be fun. So you've got four boys now, right? And two yep. girls. Yep. The girls are sandwiched between the pair of boys. So. Wow. Yeah. They're going to be so much fun. That's going to yeah. be a blast when they're all teenagers. That's just good. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay. So let's talk, let's talk through a little bit about starting from scratch after having a successful business down here in Texas and then jumping back up in at home um, Mm -hmm. and starting from scratch. Um, I have started from scratch several businesses, but all in the same area. I can't imagine trying to go into a new market, um, being the new guy, right? And yeah taking it to the level that you have taken it. So what was that journey like? Yeah. So it's been a long journey because that was 2010. So we were small for a long time. Um, so when we came back, well, actually it was nice because we would go up and visit and then it's like, well, we go see if I can get some extra work and I can just, we can just extend our stay here in Wichita. dogs, like in the fall of 09, I think it, it was. And, and basically what we did from, you know, just starting from scratch is kind of what we did when down in Texas, we just got some flyers, went around and canvas neighborhoods. So just knocking on doors. If anybody's there, just offer, Hey, we're doing a you know, free estimate or whatever. And, you know, and you go through people that say, no, some people are angry, but not, that's pretty few, but most people say no. And a couple of people entertain the idea. And then out of those, some of them say yes. So, um, it's a numbers game that comes right. down to it. So, um, but yeah, so we did that and then we moved back. We just kind of did more of it. 
Um, and then obviously referrals are always helpful. Um, so a year into that, like that next winter, I actually had one of my customers approach me about merging and like buying, basically buying me, but he wanted to diversify his company. And so I actually worked for him for two and a half, some years. Um, and I was still running the window cleaning, uh, business. He had a sprinkler company and, um, after a couple of years, he wanted to focus more on that. And so he was like, well, I can either cross train you and we can just sell whatever we have, or if you want to buy the company back. And at that point I was like, yeah, I, I, I'd love to go back on my own. (laughs) So have control over it again and, um, all that stuff. And at that point, um, you know, he gave me a number to, you know, buy it back. And my dad had been, Oh, he was unemployed. He just went like unemployed for maybe like three or six months or something at that point. So we were talking and so we partnered together and we bought the company back and we were going to do some painting as well. Cause that's, he's as a background of painting. So like in the wintertime and all that jazz and, and then do, um, you know, windows. So we kind of partnered together there, um, pick up in it six months after we started <laughs> being together, like, uh, I bought the company back and my dad and I were working together six months after that, he had a massive stroke and, um, that he's arrived, but he's paralyzed. And, um, so he, that kind of put, you know, well, I mean, that was just a nuts of time. Um, but then it's like, okay, well now the company's got support me and my dad, but he's not able to work anymore. So I kind of really pushed me to, to, you know, to, to, to grow a little bit, you know, a little bit. We, we honestly, if for the first couple of years, I was more like, just like keeping my head above water right. kind of a deal, just kind of, okay, what are we you know, doing? This is, I mean, we grew a little bit, a little bit, just more out of, you know, bare necessities. So, right. and it wasn't until, you know, oh, I don't you know, 2017, maybe um, when I was like, okay, we got to do something. And, you know, we're, company's paying, paying out, but it's like, we want to make more money and it'd be nice to take that chunk that, uh, that my dad's taken and just shrink that down to like proportionately to like the revenue. So it's like a smaller percentage right. of the company or whatever. So we're like, okay, how are we going to do this? So that's when I started going to like conferences and trying to see what other people are doing. And, and, um, that's when we started kind of expanding and, um, you know, going from there, I found somebody that I really liked and really liked how his, he was doing his company. I kind of followed him and he actually started a, a coaching program and, um, I jumped on board with that. And that was really, really helpful with the growth. I mean, really influential to kind of keeping me. Yeah. So anybody who's seen the show or who's, who, who follows the show knows that I am a huge professional and personal development girl. Like that is, you should be spending at least 25 to 35, if not $50,000 a year on your professional development. And so it's really encouraging to hear that here you are, you now realize that that's going to be an instrumental piece in your company's growth. And so um, that's really encouraging. So Tell us a little bit about who you know, your your biggest mentor at this point. Who is that become? Well, well, I know. I mean, I look up to a bunch of, of people. Um, I know in my my group right now, the the coaching program I'm a part of. I mean, I've gone through 
multiple different coaches at different phases of, of, of growth. Right. So, um, I mean, Brandon Vaughn is the guy who's, who started the conquer program and he's the one I, I met at the first conference and I was like, Oh dude, this guy's great. And so I, you know, talked to him and this is, you know, years, a couple of years before he started that program, but it was just like, just trying all this good information. You just try to write down and jot down and try to implement in your company. But I mean, that's really the hardest part is like, especially coming off of conferences, you're all pumped up, but you gotta be able to implement what you, what you had. And, you know, after that, you know, caffeine high wears off, you've got to, you got to know why you're doing what you're doing. You have to have that drive to keep on going. So you're able to focus on it. Yeah. I think that has been the biggest challenge with, you know, most, most people that I have on the show, even myself, right. Is you go and you are pumped information through a fire hose and you're trying to comprehend, right. Everything. And then going, Oh, I could do this here and I could do that there. And I could, but you can only really come back and what we call implement, right. You can really implement maybe one or two things that you pull and, but then you've got to wash, rinse and repeat, right. So you've, you've got to be able to go because you've got all of this learned knowledge, right. Then you've got to go apply that knowledge Now your business is at a different place. And so then it's like, we got to go back and get some more learned knowledge because now I'm in a different place, both professionally, personally, because you're growing too through this whole process. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And so then you have to go wash, rinse and repeat. And I think that's the biggest mistake most people make is they think, oh, I went once and I got this knowledge. I'm good. Like they, they really think that that's kind of where it ends, but you are changing so rapidly. Your business is changing so rapidly. You're not even the same person or in the same place. So your business yeah. can't keep doing that exact thing. Now you've got to grow it again. So that's really cool. So you are considerably younger than I am. Um, and so, so your business, um, and, and, where you are just in life, right, is a, is a lot different too. Um, what advice, I, and I love this question. So, you know, what advice do you have somebody your age um, that is an entrepreneur or is contemplating being an entrepreneur who, or maybe is, you know, where you were 10 years ago, um, in that spot, what piece of advice would you give them that you would have given yourself that nobody gave you? Oh, well, I know, I mean, again, the business coaching has definitely been like the, the biggest thing that's helped me the most. And the part of it, cause that program has like a bunch of online, like courses and stuff, which is, you know, Good and all, but really it was the, we have weekly meetings with like two or three other businesses and then the coach and it's like accountability. Mm. And for me and my personality anyways, a lot of people probably, but especially when you're working for yourself, you don't have a boss to tell you what you do. Right. So you need to call your shot and someone needs to hold you accountable for it. And so that's like your accountability, whether it's just accountability part partners, but you got to actually put your foot down when you fail. Yeah. Um, so it's like, if you want to improve your hiring system or something, um, it's like, okay, well you want to do that. Okay. What's the end goal. And then you work backwards. Okay. What can you do right now to implement and to, to, 
or like install a system into your company. You know, it's like, okay, what can we do to write this and build this and, and whatnot? So the, the accountability, especially if, if you're not as driven, you don't have this like big, hairy, audacious goal and you're just making a huge mess on the way to get to that. I mean, if you're just kind of like, okay, well, I want more, but you know, it's kind of like the, the carrot and the uh, whip, I guess. It's like, you can either get motivated by a big, huge carrot or it's like, Hey, I got the big dream. I'm going to chase after it. Or it's like the whip is like, okay, if I don't move, I'm going <laughs> to, you know, right. something bad's going to happen, you know, it's like, you know, or whatever. So, and, um, so ideally you want to be more on the carrot end than the, than the whip end. But, um, but, uh, that saying, but the accountability is huge, but also just the coaching in, in general, you get people that are, you know, someone's in the same, you know, vicinity of a business, you know, the other businesses in our group, it's really helpful to bounce ideas off. They may have systems you that you haven't installed yet or implemented yet, but then you can share it with them. And then you have, you know, the coaches who is farther along than you that can, really give you good advice and, and share and kind of work with you on those things. So, um, getting some kind of a system like that. I mean, for me, that was, you look back, it's like, that's the, the one thing that really launched me, you know, to make really good progress is just that. And then, you know, obviously find, finding a good team, um, that's just part of it too, but. Well, yeah. So in this journey, um, I know I personally have failed forward um, probably more than I've had more success forward, like learning from my mistakes. What would you say your biggest failure that ended up being probably the best thing that ever happened to you ended up being? Oh, I had the best thing that happened. Oh man. I've had some massive failures that were very painful, Um, but I don't know if it's the best thing that's happened to me. (laughs) Um, I mean, we had learned a lot. We had a work comp incident that was very painful. Um, but I don't know if it's like the best thing that happened to me. I mean, I learned from it, but, and then we had a big job that we bid underbid quite a bit. We still finished it, but it was just like a huge nightmare. Yeah. Um, but, well, um, but here's the thing. The blessing in that is what you learned out of it, right? Yeah. Making yeah. sure. Yeah, because yeah, that, I know that, that one big job that we screwed up so bad, it's like we didn't have a scale for it. But I mean, we we finished it. We did the job, but it was just like, man. But so then all the future jobs, because it was a huge commercial job. Like this should have been a supposed construction clean. It should have been like thirty, thirty five thousand dollar clean. And we charged like 15. And it was like we had more lifts. Like it was a, a nightmare. It ended <laughs> so, up costing you money versus oh, making for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then not, not even including like the loss, uh, what would you do? The, the, what do they call that? The opportunity cost. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, because we the other jobs there. that you missed. Yeah. The other jobs. Yeah. So yeah, it definitely cost us a ton. So but but then learned. like this past year we did another job that was kind of similar to it, but we priced it appropriately. It's like, I don't care if we don't get it. I don't care. <laughs> I have an idea. So that attitude, it's like, you don't just, Oh man, this would be really good. Oh, this would be cool. And then you get it and you're like, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've done that with the balloon company before. I, when they go, yeah. can you make? And we're like, yeah. And then they go, good, just job's yours. And you're like, oh, you want a Converse tennis shoe and you want it to be 10 feet tall. Okay. <laughs> like, sure, we'll figure that out. I mean, yeah, no, I get it. And then, of course, you underbid it too, on top yeah. of that. So, yeah. yeah. 
because you're like, wow, I had no idea this was going to take this long to build yeah. or make or do. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been, th- th- those are, as you politely put it, painful, but there is always this silver lining or the blessing that comes out of it because mm-hmm. you actually learn a ton in the process that does oh, yeah. ultimately make the business better. Um, yep. It is super hard to see it in the moment, like really oh, yeah. hard to see it in the moment. Yeah. yeah. So no, I get that. So what big challenges are you facing right now? Would you say? Um, I mean, honestly, the, the biggest thing, I mean, go back to like your, your vision and your goal, um, back when we kind of had our first stint of growth, you know, my goal was like, all right, get it, get our own shop or get our location, um, you know, getting all our branding uniform, you know, vehicles wrapped and get everything kind of system, you know, all smooth sailing per se, you know, like ideally it's like, okay, we've gotten here. Okay. Now what, Right. <laughs> you know, you know, so that's, that's where I've been the last, I don't know, year and a year or so, you know, six months, year. It's trying to, it's like, okay, yeah, we're, we're growing, you know, you need to expand in Texas. My windows need more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so it's like, okay, what do we, but the next step is like, okay, well, we, I guess for like a year and a half or so, we were kind of just like, okay, let's get efficient. Like we've grown really fast. Now let's get efficient. And, you know, and that has been good. Now it's like, okay, now, we got to grow again. How does that look? And to make it not so messy would be nice, but sometimes that doesn't happen. So, um, but really it's like growing personally as a leader, as well as I'm finding out, it's like, you're kind of your own bottleneck with the leadership too. It's like, cause the next step requires more leadership under you, like another layer of leadership. So you've got to, you've got to not only lead, everybody, but also to like develop leaders. So they set the tone and, and, um, so doing that as a whole other ball game, it's like, you got to bring yourself up so far. Cause they're going to hit the ceiling. It's like, if this is as far as you can lead, they're not, you're not going to be able to develop a leader high, higher than you. So that's the hard part. Um, casting the vision, having those, you know, so having a bigger vision and, and company, goal, you know, is, is probably is one of it. And then just, you know, scaling up from there. So that's like your hiring processes. And, um, cause we've had just all referrals and stuff in the past. And it's like, well, that's not super scalable if you need to get a bunch of people on board quickly. Yeah. So, so that's kind of where we're going from, you know, at the same time, you, you have to scale your marketing too. Cause so they both <laughs> yeah, <laughs> grow at the same time. Like I said, when we first started this conversation, um, I am my worst bottleneck here because because I am so busy trying to grow the company too that I get us in the way because I can only work on one thing at a time. Like if, if I'm scaling marketing or if I'm trying to develop leaders, like you yeah. said, like you, there's only so much of you before you have to start dissimilating downstream and and then you have to trust them. With yeah. your livelihood, right? yeah. so you're all yeah. of a sudden going, okay, I have to trust them with my livelihood and that of my family. So, yeah. and, and sometimes that's really hard for business owners yeah. to do. And I think that that's a lot of why a lot of business owners never really get to the level that they want to be at is because of that fear of breaking it free and going, you, you hired them for a reason. Right. Yeah. So you you alluded to you having to grow to actually yeah. um, 
be able to kind of bring them up the ranks with you. Um, in your opinion, what is the most important personality trait um, or strength that somebody would actually need to kind of grow in your industry and in your company? Well, I know having a drive beyond um, just fulfilling a job per se, like oh, having a drive. And you mean the mercenaries that are there for just the paycheck? Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to go very far because, um, you know, if you got to tell them everything to do, it's like, well, that's not, it's like someone that can think of, think for themselves and to come up with ideas to be, um, you know, to, to do that innovation or, or, you know, whatever. And sometimes it's like, you got to give them that permission to do that. Um, for some folks, it's like, well, you know, just tell me what to do. It's like, well, <laughs> like, right. that's not really you what have, we're trying to go for here. Yeah, yeah. You have permission to use that intelligent brain that we hired you for. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. interesting. We talk here around um, the Maris three companies. Uh, we talk a lot about really searching for the patriots that are actually there for more than just the paycheck, right? They're there to die for the cause. Um, yeah. And what that bigger, like you were saying, you know, growing the vision, um, yeah. they have to know what that is too. Um, yeah. Versus being a mercenary that, you know, they show up with an entitled mentality to I'm here. So you owe me a paycheck type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's hard. Um, every single generation, and I'm not picking on millennials ever because I think they're amazing individuals. And because I think every generation has that problem, um, as we have kind of come up through the ranks, you have those driven entrepreneur, hey, I want more from myself and my family. And then you have those that are they're they're okay with the status quo. They're content with where they are. And it's it's being able as the leader of the company to be able to decipher the difference between those two. That takes a lot of um force. I will tell you, I'm really proud of you because it took me into my 40s to um and my coach going, what are you doing? Um, for me to even understand. I, and I drove myself crazy for years um because I wanted them to want as much as what I did, but I was hiring the wrong people. And yeah. so, yeah, that's super challenging. And I'm really proud of you because you've got that early. And so that will that will serve you well um, in in your growth process with the company. Um, yeah. Wow, I yo, we just flew through thirty minutes um, oh, there you go. <laughs> just being able um, to visit, and I am so grateful and so honored to have um, you here on the show with us today. Thank you for having me. Hey, this has been a lot of fun. So again, guys, this is Cameron Heydrich with Wash My Windows, right? I know you're also doing some uh, Christmas lights during- Yeah, yeah, we do not only windows, but I mean, we do power washing as well. So um, we have a kind of that division, power washing, house washing, et cetera. Um, and then we also have another company doing Christmas light installation. So like this coming year, it, we got like branding developed and stuff. So it's going to be like its own separate thing. So it's, it's really cool. So it's going to be fun. That's but, exciting. Yeah. Well, we are so honored to have you. And um, again, guys, this is Cameron Heydrich with Wash My Windows in Wichita, Kansas. 
Um, so if you guys need anything with him, um, please make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast and share it with your friends, especially if you're up in that Wichita area. And let's give some love out to wash my windows. Again, thanks again, Cameron. That. We appreciate your time and <laughs> you just have a great week. Okay. Appreciate it. You too. Thank All right. you. You bet. Bye. See ya. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Everything is Up. Be sure to appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. And remember, everything is up. <laughs>